0: Hey guys, Sam here. Just very quickly before we start, Guillaume and I have partnered up with Automation Boutique to write a brand new ebook for you guys called Going Beyond the Buzzwords. It's an amazing ebook that goes through all the things about automation, data, and processing that just simplifies the topics just in the way that we do all the time in Corporate Treasury 101. To pick up your copy, just go into the show notes and click on the link or go to the website and find the partners page where we have a link to the ebook there as well with Automation Boutique. And then here's the episode. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing building a personal brand in Treasury and how that's going to help your career with Ernie Humphrey from Treasury Webinars. Ernie is a seasoned Treasury leader and CTP. Besides his financial expertise, he's also a stand-up comic. Ernie has been part of numerous webinars where he talks or guides discussions, offering valuable advice for the success of Treasury and financial professionals. is the man with the amazing sport coat who always brings passion and energy to the table treasury webinars provides insightful leadership with a touch of personality thousands of treasury and finance professionals rely on treasury webinars to stay informed enjoy the process of learning and earn cpe credits all with a smile in this episode to expect to learn what is a personal brand why is personal branding particularly important for professionals in the treasury space What is the steps to build your personal brand? When do we get to leverage and harvest the fruits of our personal brand? And much more. Now, we hope you enjoy the episode. And if that's the case, then when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are it was word of mouth, social media or recommendation from your other favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. The best way you can support the podcast is to head to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corporate Treasury 101. It would mean the world to us and would help a lot more people learn about treasury. And with that, please welcome Ernie Humphrey.
1: Ernie, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We are going to talk today about personal brands and how important it is in treasury and how to actually develop a personal brand. Can we barely start? It's corporate treasury one-on-one, but let's do the one-on-one of everything. Can you start by explaining what is a personal brand and what's the intrinsic value to it?
2: Sure. I would like to say, I mean, I like the word personal brand, but I often say professional brand. It gets people on the mindset. They're certainly intertwined. Together, the reason it's important is because it's like your personal commercial. Like in the U.S., we have the brand um, Coca-Cola. I like Coca-Cola. Yummy, yummy. It makes me happy. It makes me feel good. So for me, my brand is how I communicate the value to someone in working with me on any type of project. And so I think that's why it's important. Your professional brand powers your career success, whether you know it or not. It's important because your professional brand is on all the time. My podcast, your podcast, my brand is on. My brand, my jacket is part of my brand. So your brand exudes from you. So again, it's how you, helps you make an impact. And if you don't take control of your brand, then it will be someone else's control on how they perceive you. There's a lot of dimensions to your brand that we'll talk about more. And I like to focus on the online part as well as the other because it's important. It's your professional value proposition, your elevator boots. Ugh, what's that? You know, I teach people how to do that in five minutes or less. Your LinkedIn profile, your resume, your skill set, and your network. And all of these things make up your brain. And I don't think people really talk about all the dimensions of your brand and how you're on, like, all the time, in no matter what you're doing and what setting you're in. And so maybe very basic question, but why
1: is all that important? What, what's the value you see to it?
2: It's important because people have an incentive to work with you. So it helps you build trust with your relationship. So someone sees the value that you bring to me. Part of my brain is I'm a human being. People see that I value them as a human being. I want to help them get better. I want to have a mutually beneficial relationship. So that makes them more receptive to what I have to say. It also makes them willing to share with me, whether it's something good or something bad. And so the more I have that relationship, they respond to my brand. I respond to their brand. That helps us build a connection and the connections are really how you deliver value in your career. Mm.
0: Has that always been a corporate concept? Because I mean, we all really know branding or even personal branding. When I think of Beyonce, she—that's a personal brand. I think of Taylor Swift, that's a personal brand. Yeah. <laughs> Swift, personal right. brand. yeah. Um, how does that translate to the corporate yeah. world? Why
2: is why is it in yeah. there? Big question. Most people don't have. This is my Beyonce brand. <laughs> this is my my jacket. <laughs> so I, I think the important thing to think about is uh, how are you authentic what is it about you that makes you unique what is unique about the way that you deliver value to someone so what is it that makes you you so i talk about this in terms of your value proposition so i tell people if i'm going to call people in your network what are they going to tell me about you what are the good things they're going to say about me and think about that and own that and figure out what makes you unique as a professional that's hard for people to grasp sometimes, you often say, well, you got to explain to me how you do it. That's tough. Do you really think about that? When you're doing things you're like, hmm, it's kind of a different mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Super interesting. So do you have any practical examples of like a well-executed person brand in the corporate world, which people can think of and go, okay, yeah, I get what he means now.
2: Oh, I and mean, I'm not trying to be egotistical. The easiest one to point to is my own because I understand where it comes from and what it is. So, And I've spent a lot of years trying to understand what that is. So if someone talks to me, if they listen to this podcast, I think they'll get my brand. And I'll tell you how you can form your own brand. Just think about, okay, if I call your boss or future boss, what good things would they have to say about me What about your previous and current colleagues? What would they have to say about me? What about the people that work for you or used to work for you? And what about your connections, your bank partners, your professional peers? And sometimes people have this already in their LinkedIn profiles. So you look at your little recommendations and you pull these things out. Here's mine. Er, Ernie's a human being 24-7, no matter what. I have no business switch. Everybody comes to the table with passion and energy. I'm very vested in the success of all around me, all of those around me. I can lead and I can follow, and I take personal, personal accountability for everything that I do. And that's it. And it's never the same. And I want people to think you, you know, you get in the elevator and you but my brand is that it's like, no, it's 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 a part of the conversation. And what I like to tell people is. Your personal brand should be exuded. If I looked at your LinkedIn profile, if I look at your resume, if I see you speak, it just, and then you, it, it starts to automatically come across as the part of the way you present yourself.
0: It's super interesting. So, and I like the idea of using your personal brand throughout the theme of this episode, because you understand it and it's very deliberate by the sounds of it, which is really interesting. And that's really, I think important. I don't think people are deliberate enough with their right. personal branding, right? So what. Before we get into, you know, your personal brand, treasury and whatnot, can you start with the results? So how have you seen your personal brand help you in your current activities, such as the treasury webinars and other things that you do?
2: Yeah. I, I just think that it, for me, it's been a process over many years. So to me, the biggest indicator of it outside would just be that I have over 20,000 connections in treasury and finance. I don't have followers. I don't like the word followers. I really despise the word followers. I like people to connect with me. So that's one thing that's evident. It's also evident in how many thousands of people that I've been fortunate enough to have attend my webinars. Uh, The fact that I'm asked to speak as a subject matter expert quite often uh, on webinars. And when I go to conferences, people know who I am. They remember who I am. And I also see that people appreciate the way that I do things in addition to what I deliver, I'm not perfect. That's part of my brand. I have passion, I have energy, and I care about what I do and I have accountability. So when I get that back from people that I meet, that really shows me that what I'm doing matters. And so how did it
1: play a how did it play a role in your current activities, Ernie, to like take let's take the example of treasury webinars, if we can be very specific. Uh, because we're going to get into personal branding in treasury. Why should people develop one, how to develop it and the potential reason they will yield, but to stay on your practical example for now, how has it helped your business and your career to have such a well-defined and out there in the world, personal brand or professional brand, as you like to call
2: it. My, so I think that part of it is that there are things that I like to contribute, so I like to. Write articles. I like to do blogs. I like to do white papers, and I think having excuse me having that brand with the treasury audience, I think they trust what I have to say and how I have to say it. So that obviously is is very helpful to me in my brand. So I have to continually figure out how to contribute. So I like to try and how do I contribute to the treasury and finance profession? And I never have charged anyone. Or any of my webinars any of my content anything and that's going to continue so i like to use this phrase more uh, you guys have had paul barnhurst on and he does a much better job of communicating it and doing it his philosophy is give first and so i'm always working on that so just having that philosophy of giving first and the other thing that i've been able to do is when people reach out to me i always tell them i'll put as much effort into our relationship as you want to And I think people see that and they value that. And I think those things come across uh, as well in everything that I do and what I see uh, in the results, which are far than perfect. I've done a lot of innovative things. They haven't worked, some have, some haven't, but it's not gonna stop me from trying to do something different because I see a lot, I interact with thousands of people and I just see, why doesn't someone try and do this and rather than wait for someone else to do it, I wanna go out there and do it first. Mm, awesome.
1: And so gently moving into our niche in treasury in particular, why is personal branding, particularly important for, per- for professionals? Sorry, in the treasury space and what would it bring them?
2: Yeah. One of the things that, why well, I know it's important. I've done some survey work and what I've seen is that over the past, especially two or three years, the responsibilities of treasury are increasing. And the good news is we're actually seeing more Treasury staff and more professional development opportunities. So you have to be able to deliver once you've earned that seat at the strategic table. And when expectations are higher on you, in order to deliver value, you have to be able to collaborate. Within Treasury and across Treasury, surveys have shown we all know there's silos within Treasury. Mm-hmm. Right? There's all there's definitely silos across the office of the CFO. So I've tried to focus my folks in Treasury to how do you remove silos within Treasury, but how do you collaborate with AP and AR? Cash is king. How do we own all cash movements? How do we understand the why of those? So as you build those relationships with AP and AR, you can take more control of cash, optimize everything, working capital, every type of cash movement, And you can help these people understand relationships with suppliers are critical. Relationships with customers are critical. Every communication should have a purpose, right? And also, as we have more technology, it's important that we build relationships with our providers. You don't want the guy that sells you something and goes, they say, customer success, customer success. Well, let's make them do it, right? Okay, what does that mean? How do I build a relationship with you? so you feel accountable to me. So to just keep saying over and over, relationships, technology is awesome, it's great, it's not going away, but the the human part of it, the communication, the collaboration, is where people are gonna find that they deliver more value and they'll have more opportunities. So what you'll see is, is the better you collaborate, you build trust with folks, then they ask you questions what it be nice if the ap person goes oh hey you know can't we can't we work on this how do we work on that and, it, and also if you're in treasury and you're in insurance and risk management you have to get people to trust trust you to share right mm-hmm. when you're trying to get forms i'll give you an example when someone didn't trust me uh which wasn't my fault we had an office open in mexico they had this grand opening in mexico so about three weeks later i see pictures of grand opening and they have a mechanical bull out in front of the office and they knew i would be like oh there ain't no way you know but if they had trusted me they would have told me and then i would have told them no but we would have figured something out right if i have just made sure they signed the waivers and all those good things and so if you have trust with people it makes your life easier and opens you up to opportunities to move Maybe you want to move within treasury. Maybe you want to be the CFO. You never know. And, and people people will respond to that if they respect what you do. Mm. I like what you just said here. And we have a, a line that we like a lot with Usabi is, people
1: buy from people, not from businesses, meaning putting the emphasis on how important it is to build the relationships to be trustworthy on the long term and like make a point to always deliver on your promises, be there when needed and like building those strong relationships. I like how you made the link between, okay, treasury as a function is one thing, but the people within the treasury, if they build the right relationship with the other departments, then you unlock efficiencies and synergies that you might not have had if it wasn't the case. So super interesting. One of the things our audience responds to a lot and is really interested into is uh, how to grow a career in treasury and how like get education, but also how to apply this education and make sure we grow in a, in a career in treasury. What's the role of personal brand here? How does that enable growth
2: in one's career? And well, to me, there's, there's kind of different ways you can grow your career. I think we've already touched on how paying attention to your, I, I, I'll put it this way, pay attention. to your you have a professional brand at work, right? So if you invest in that, in others respect to professional brand, that's going to help your career. So, uh, getting to know someone. Helping them understand the value that you bring, setting expectations with them, just showing an interest in what they do and how they do it and how you can help. Ask someone, what are your biggest challenges? Everyone likes to complain, right? Ask anyone that knows me, right? Uh, so build build those relationships, and that will come organically outside of work, depending on where you're located across the globe. Look for opportunities, uh if you have a story to share lessons learned, contribute uh, come on a podcast right i like Mm -hmm. this amazing podcast um if you're in the u.s maybe you have an afp regional chapter they always love people to contribute so some sense you got to find a way to toot your own horn Mm. right i mean and then you should reach out hey i saw you spoke on this how did you make that happen so don't be afraid to ask others um how have you done this if you write an article, you give anyone a little ego boost, especially me. I oh, mean, i walk a trap <laughs> in traffic, or you tell me you like my suit, right? So, those are things mindful of your brand. Ask people, deliver value, your brand within work, but also your peers. As you start to build uh, your brand with your peers, and not that you want to leave your job, but you'll start to get job opportunities. I tell people, you know, your brand is working. When you're getting job opportunities organically, if you're not, then you need to work harder. I same philosophy for myself. If people aren't reaching out to me on a weekly basis for potential collaboration opportunities, then I need to work a little bit harder in my own brand, which is an investment. You need to stay on top of it. Super interesting. So advice to the people who are
1: listening to us right now, what are the things that are beyond the work harder, like what are the things you you should watch out for and say, okay, I'm not getting this organic job proposal or this organic, uh, collaboration propositions,
2: what's the right thing to do? What are the first steps to implement? I think one area where people just don't spend enough time is on their LinkedIn profile. That to me is the foundation of your brand. If you do a Google search on anyone, if anyone finds you interesting, an employer, anyone. That's going to come up, so you really need to invest in your in your LinkedIn profile. That's a whole uh, different session. There, uh, the other thing is you have to be wanting and to receive feedback um, from others. Hopefully, you can have an honest conversation with your boss, and he's not going to sugarcoat it. It's just going to say, "May seem weird. What are the things you think I can I need to work on?" The other thing is to do. This is Doctor Phil stuff, but. You sit down with yourself, okay. I'm happy to share. There's certain skills you need to be successful in treasury. You look at this is what I have, this is what I don't have, this is where I'm at. How do I upskill myself to get here? Do I ask for help? Do I go to a webinar? Do I go to a strategic treasurer? How do I get you know get myself up to where I want to be? And then ask people, your colleagues, hey, or Ask them for help. Maybe this guy's the tech guy. Hey, John, how did you learn how to do chat GPT? Or just having that willingness to learn and that (coughs) eagerness to learn. Sometimes people will automatically feed that information to you and it will become, in a lot of ways, once you turn on your listening and your perceptive, it becomes self-evident things where you might need to do a little work.
0: I think I really understand this from a business perspective, right? Uh, Ernie, if like, if I have a business owner, we're business owners, we have our podcast, we understand probably of our brand, you have your own businesses as well. To a treasurer, specifically, I'd love to bring the example to them as well. So I really like the example of you and your personal brand. Can you name a treasurer that's doing this really well, perhaps? And then like, perhaps break down with us a little bit what they're doing really well?
2: I, I wish I could. I just, I don't have anyone that comes to mind. I do have a... Uh, a CFO um, her name is 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 Kate Scholnick she was a guest of mine on one of my virtual events and kind of what I like about what she does more as a leader she reviews the professional brand of all of her team. she looks at their LinkedIn profile <laughs> works with them directly and wow, gives them advice cool. yeah she makes them own their personal brands and she helps them develop those brands so i would say any leader that only takes ownership of their brand but takes the time to look at what their teams are doing as far as themselves in taking ownership of their career so that to me is a leader how can you take ownership of your career so if you look at my recommendations i have more than one person that said uh, i was trying to help them get better and i didn't care if they left my department so that is what a good leader is all about Hmm. I have one in mind,
1: which is Lial Perkins. I think she's doing that. Oh one. yeah, well, I yeah, know yeah I know her. Yes, she's I yep. she's a treasury advocate. I think she named herself on LinkedIn, and she's she's really that. Like she's really getting out there, out of her own way to like yes. advocate for the treasury profession. And it's like quite impressive. And I guess any treasurer that ends up going to lots of speaking events, speaking at conferences, going on podcasts—that's definitely what you want to develop, yeah. right? Like. Define what is important for you, and then go out there and talk about it differently. Leanne, for instance, like educating people on treasury, yeah. sharing knowledge, giving, pay it forward. So that could be, I guess, yeah. one of those examples.
2: Yeah, I've had I've had Leanne speak no. at one of my virtual events. I also want to want to convey that it's treasurer is important, but every person, whether they're a treasury specialist, treasury analyst, we all need to be doing this. So you don't just need to be a treasurer. To own your brand, be important, be a leader, you're a supervisor, everyone should be doing this throughout their career, and we should be doing this, and I'm going to give everyone a preview, I'm going to start a community here in a few months, is focused on every finance professional, shining the spotlight on them, it's only about human skills, and that's it, and we need more of that being supportive of every person matters and treasury and finance. We need to figure out how to support everyone throughout their, their journeys. And how do you be a good treasury specialist? We should be telling people, right? Yeah. A Treasurer is fine, but we're not all treasurers. We're not CFOs. So that's my career passion as well is how do we help everyone through every stage of their career? Mm.
0: Super interesting. Do you have any anecdotes of good career moves that have come out from from personal branding, like people have progressed in their career or made big jumps. Like you said, job offers that people get from having good personal brands.
2: What we, I mean, what I have seen names, I talked to so many people. What I have seen is, oh, here's, I mean, here's one. Here's one I think is it's self-serving of course, because that's why I have a business. But we had a, uh, this gentleman friend of mine, I think you probably know him as well. You probably interviewed Mike Richards, uh, Mike Richards and I, did a podcast on how to uh, how to go about uh, winning a job opportunity. Well, I just picked the job off of LinkedIn. One of the per- one of the people that listened to the podcast, they got the job based on <laughs> the advice that Mike and I gave, which part of it was about her brand, like selling her brand, connecting with people at the company. So that's one specific way I can tell you that when you see someone speaking quite a bit at event maybe at afp or something i guarantee you that they are getting more attention they're getting more organic outreach so i would say almost across the board when someone puts themselves out there on a podcast or blog or a magazine article it's almost without exception that that is definitely not going to hurt right and it's definitely going to help invest in that brand eventually you will come to see see the value i have no doubt yeah I like that a lot. So as an ex
1: consultant, and I think Hussam had quite the same experience as engineer at Puckton Gamble, we got those job offers on LinkedIn. They were just not very good job offers. Right. So good personal branding will eventually be about, Hey, you're so much out there and paying it forward that people will reach out to you to actually give you bigger opportunities that you would yes. get if it wasn't for
2: your personal brand. And that's where the great yeah. career moves the, the um, other thing, come from. The other thing I want to say about Treasury, sorry to jump in is Unfortunately, so so what what you'd like to see is every generation has their movers and shakers in Treasury. Mm -hmm. This generation that I've seen here, I don't see enough. If you, I can't tell you, I wish I could tell you four or five people that are like Treasury managers or practitioners like Leanne. We need, Leanne is probably not possible to replicate. We need a hundred. The end, right? The of we, the don't, we don't see that the field is there. Me, I'm a guy, I'm a treasury specialist at this tiny little company in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is in the middle of the cornfield within four <laughs> years of working hard. I was the subject matter expert at the AFP for the whole country, right? I'm not a rocket scientist. I work hard. I care about people, right? So the field is there. Just, I would say, go out there and grab it. It's there. Let me know if I can help you. The opportunity is there. Take advantage of the opportunity that you have. Mm.
1: And I mean, four years on the scale of a whole career is not that much. Actually, it's pretty yeah. fast. Like if right. you go, can go from quote unquote, nothing to speakers at an event like the AFP one, that's, that's pretty
2: solid. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is a, uh, this is a, uh, I'm tooting my horn. Now I was, uh, I worked there. I was a subject matter expert for the whole country for Treasury. It wasn't that I got to speak. I was hired as the leading expert by AMP, which is the biggest organization. So that's why I'm trying to tell people that you can, you know, you can you can ascend as high as you want to be there. It's not a dream job, they don't exist, but that just shows if you try, you know, all you have to do is put your name out there and deliver and yeah. people will respond to it. Awesome. So we often call treasury a support
1: function, right? Which is in nature true, right? Treasury is here to enable the business. How does the personal brand of a treasurer going above and beyond in terms of okay, I'm I'm renowned in the treasury space. My AP and AR department knows me. I have some good relationship with legal and tax eventually because treasury always has something to do with tax and the other way around. But how do we go from have a personal brand? I'm not in treasury to okay, I have an actual impact and visibility
2: at the company's level, if not board level whatsoever. Yeah. So great question. So your professional personal brand needs to go up the corporate ladder as well as across the corporate ladder. So survey work I've done it, it shows that not many people feel they have a seat at the strategic table with the CFO, but there's a lot of people that are close. They are occasional advisors. They do the reporting and things like that that we need to focus on. How do you communicate with impact? How do you tie what you do to the bottom line? One way that I've seen Treasury folks really ascend is they can become looked at as a resource, especially on M&A side. It might initially start as maybe it's insurance, maybe it's whatever, but we help the CFOs realize that we have a view of the business that nobody else in our company has. We know how all the parts work together. We impact all the parts together. So who better for you to ask questions of, I know all the mechanics. I know the people in the field. I know the, I was manufacturing, I know the plant people, I know FP and know insurance, I know risk management and I'm, I have my fingers in the pie. So this <laughs> is something that no one else in the organization has no offense, not even the the CFO. So, Part of it is just, we need to communicate more effectively the value that we can, they already, we already are bringing. It's not being received and respected. So that's part of it is your brand communicating with impact, that value and tying that to the, the bottom line. Let's say for example, uh, I did the safety automation project. I saved us $500,000 expense bottom line every year, $500,000. Cool. You, you tie it Not to the bad. profit, tie it to the profit, and then there are, CFOs will pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. All Ernie,
0: right, move us into the how. So Treasurer listening today, of which many do, they've said, okay, yeah, really, I have to, I have to up my game on my personal branding overall. Mm-hmm. What does that involve? Where do you start? Is personal brand, brand, I need to start posting on LinkedIn? Or how do I go about this? What's the step-by-step?
2: What I would do is very too systematic, but this is the way I do things. But these are the components of my brand. Your professional value proposition. Do you know what it is? If you don't, call me, I'll do 10 minutes. Describe that, what does that
0: mean? Yeah, your
2: professional value proposition is your elevator pitch. Why do you wanna do business with me? Why am I important? How do I offer value in your relationship? With me. So if I have you in an elevator, how can I convince you that it's important for you to invest in getting to know me on a professional level? And then that comes across your LinkedIn profile. You should make sure that's sharp. There's a lot of free resources out there. Borrow from people. Hey, resumes. Look at your resume. These are probably the two most important things that people don't tell you how to do. Your skill set. What's your skill set? What about your soft skills? What's your skill set? Where are you at? Where do you need to be? And then your network. This is a whole other podcast. Your network, there's so many dimensions to your network. You have a network at work. You have a network within your department. You have a network with your bank providers. How do you build your network? What does that look like? Who do I know? Who do I need to know? Who knows who I need to know? And pay attention to that network as well. All of those are part of your professional brand and all of those deserve your attention and they all work together.
0: One of the other parts of the system. So I that was you explaining the yeah. personal corporate brand. Yeah. What else?
2: Yeah. I mean, to, they, they meld together in the ideal world. There's not a disconnect. Like I said, I don't have a business switch. Mm-hmm. So you should feel authentic in your professional brand. So I tell people, if you're not outgoing, don't try and fake like you're outgoing, right? It has to be authentic. So how do you marry those things? A lot of times I know people, especially in negotiating and relationships, they're good at it and the personal level, but at work, like, do you not, you have a wife, right? Yeah, you have kids, right? You have kids, right? You know, that's the same, you know, same thing. Listen, respect, you know, so getting to marry those together uh, as much as possible. And believe it or not, me, I didn't never listen very well. When I started paying attention to listening professionally, I was like, well, you actually kind of listen a little better. And I'm like, cool. Well, thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. So they should be feeding each other in the ideal world. They will merge together.
0: Super interesting. Do you think people are inherently born with the skills to build a personal brand? Or is this something that You can, or everyone does develop deliberately.
2: I think people are definitely wired uh, different ways, but I think a lot of people are afraid rather than they don't have the ability to do it. It, Part of it is the way you're brought up. And I don't think people are, I think people, my generation, were taught not to like toot your own horn. And that is the absolute worst thing you can do. You got to be able to toot your own horn. You got to be able to back it up. But there's definitely if people are more outgoing, they might have a little bit. I don't think they're better at it. I just think they have less fear. So, as soon as you can get yourself over like the fear of failure, right? Everyone that meets me does not like me. I'm lucky if I'm at 10%, but I don't I don't care. I am who I am, right? Uh, you know, I am who I am. I'm, I'm authentic. Uh, Some people are having a bad day, whatever. So, you know, move on, uh, do your best. And if you put effort into it, you'll get there. I think being authentic helps. If you're comfortable with being authentic, I think that helps those who feel like they're more introverted by nature. But if you meet introverted people, once you kind of crack that shell, you ever been there, you're like, whoa, whoa. You you know, you're not. You just kind (laughs) of haven't looked at that the right way. No one's asked you the right questions. That's very true. I think
1: there is. So it's a bit difficult here because on the one hand, one would argue that developing a personal brand is getting yourself out there, going and go on stage and speak, have that discussion, post that thing on LinkedIn, post a picture of you on wherever, go speak to that CFO, go to that other treasury department. So it requires somehow to, have a bit of an outgoing nature or at least forcing yourself into it. But on the other hand, what you just explained about authenticity, I like that a lot because you, you are unique in the way that you are yourself and that's what your personal brand should be focusing and based on. Yeah. So how do you balance that?
2: Uh, For people that are a little bit more uh, introverted, um, I try and talk to them and give them specific tips. So one of the things I say. Is that if you are around someone that's more extroverted you kind of get the ancillary benefit of them and let's just say you're introverted and there's someone you need to connect with who's kind of has a bad demeanor somebody at work likes this person so go to them and say hey I'd really like to talk to John how do I do that and then I tell people it's having something to do with lunch can I take you to lunch mind if I ask you a question there are kind of soft openers, and part of it's just getting over the fear. You can be uh, authentic, but sometimes you're very scared, and someone might bite your bite your head off. You got to learn how to just kind of let that go and have confidence in yourself. But I'm happy to have a conversations with folks. You're right. People always say collaborate. Nobody tells you how. So kind of it, it's trial, it's trial, trial and error. But being authentic, I just my perfect example is. If you never talk and you go out and start doing knock-knock jokes, people are going to, you know, wait, whoa, you know, so they, they're they suspicious, you know, of something that's going on. So you kind of, in some ways, you kind of got to ease into it a little bit. I don't think you can just, like, automatically, you know, flip that switch. So give yourself some goals, short-term goals. Maybe there's some low-hanging fruit. Just build your confidence and your success. And then ask people for help. I mean, people are very generous. Hey, John, you know, all these people at work, what do you, how did you do that? And, you know, just take what you can from what someone else does that fits with your personality.
0: Hmm. I like that a lot. I like what you said there about, uh, go for the low hanging fruit. I think a lot of it is getting over the fear of rejection or coming across as looking stupid. And so A, realize no one really cares um, if if that does happen. People are more concerned about themselves than they are concerned about you. And, but the lying fruit is a really good one. So I remember once a, a mentor of mine gave me the advice. He said, just go to the shopping mall and start talking to assistants at the store, you know, they're going to speak to you. You might be a customer, right? And just learn how to start talking with people and learn how to like, you know, get to get, get over that fear of going up to someone and asking for help. And once you do that enough times, it becomes really, really easy. And then you can go and start asking yeah. people at work for help and saying, Hey, how do I, how does this feature in our TMS work? How does, how do I do this thing in Excel? How do I right. send this, yeah. schedule this meeting in someone's in, uh, calendar? Like, you know, these sort of little things that are two minutes, most people are willing to help, like you said. Mm-hmm.
2: And on LinkedIn, I like to tell people it's, it's if someone writes an article, if someone speaks, if someone makes an effort, they will always respond if you give them a compliment. That's and true. I, I'm happy to share with people as well the way I word my LinkedIn invitations, the way I, my outreach, but everyone likes to say, I really liked your something that that. So if you're like, this person's really important, it doesn't matter if they're whoever the greatest person in treasury is or whatever. If they, if you, I, I attended your session, it was really awesome. They will more than likely respond, respond to you. So I think the way you reach out to someone makes that fruit a little bit easier to grab, I would say. Yeah. There's an
1: interesting aspect of making your case in a big four for my experience, when you achieve the higher level of the hierarchy, like directors, principals, partners, and so on, is that of course, how much money do you bring to the table in terms of billable clients, a business, but there is also. What are you going to be known for? And one of the stories I've heard from one of the partners like, okay, I'm going to be the the guy who, when he says that something's going to be done no matter if I go an all-nighter or if like it requires me to work 48 hours, I will get that done for you. Can you change it though, Ernie, in your experience? Like, okay, I want my personal brand to be this because right now it sticks to my values and what I believe is true and important. But over the course of a career, I mean, 10 years from now, maybe I will think something else is more important than like, okay, whilst this is still relevant, now I want to be renowned for that particular point. Subject matter expert, for instance, that's typically one. You can be a, subject matter effect, I- expressory in AI and who knows, maybe 15 years from now, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but AI is irrelevant that I need to be known for something else. So how do you go from, okay, right now I've developed a super strong personal brand on this particular point, which is benefiting me, but tomorrow I think I should change it or
2: change a bit the approach. Can it happen? And how do you do that? It can absolutely happen. It needs to, this also needs to align right with your brain and where your career is and things things where you find passion to like what love what you do i think that's what changes it so i've got a perfect example for me it's still very important that everyone attends my webinars and then i have virtual events and that i'm known that people come to my events and they can earn credits and they think i deliver great surveys but right now i'm starting a community for finance professionals i want that's my legacy i want to be known that I gave back to the finance profession, that I'm the one that helped people realize that their social skills matter. No one's going to remember that I had 6,000 people on a cash forecasting seminar. They might remember my jackets, which is obviously very important to me. But (laughs) I think as you transition, as you let life take you to your career, not try and force yourself into going straight up the ladder at your company, I think some of those things all will become almost self-evident to you, but you have to decide what those are and then make those happen yourself. So what do I want to be known for? Yeah. I mean, so I think that can absolutely change and people should aspire to own that and have that be dynamic and not have that be set in stone. how do you maintain it? If we take the other end of the
1: spectrum, saying okay, changing is possible. That's how it happens. Personal branding is not like a one time thing. It's not like okay, I'm going to speak yeah. at that event once um at the AFP talking about cash flow forecasting and then my personal brand is there for is there to stay for five years. You need to maintain it, nurture it, grow it. It's an ongoing process. So how do you achieve that? Like what's the right balance, investment of time, investment
2: of effort? How do you do that? For me, I make sure that I have time to devote to things I have a passion for make time for learning so if you would have known me over the last 10 years you'll see that i was doing treasure webinars oh i also was a gcologist i also am a stand-up comedian i also do improv i also so it's it's not necessarily a formal side gig it's your mind this is my mind's side gig follow things that you think are interesting or passionate about things that tweak your interest they rev your motor all the time so make sure that you make time for that and then you'll find the balance so just in my business I have okay I have my my clients I got 50% I'm doing this the other 50% I want to do something totally different whether it's Treasury finance or not it could be I'm gonna go on the road and do stand-up and buy a bus or whatever that means that's part of my brand that's part of who I am as a person that's what makes me feel like I'm successful and growing in order to feel like you're growing, I think you need to follow where your passions take you and make sure you make time for that. Is there a particular
1: aspect that is more important than the other? First the, first, the first thing that comes into my mind is, okay, do I want to be renowned for my interpersonal skills or do I want to be renowned for my deep expertise in name your hard skills here? Do you have a preference? Is one more important than the other? Can either be good as long as you play it well. How does it work when it comes to, okay, either being a technical expert
2: or people's Mm experts, if that's the way to put it. I think everyone needs to find their balance. Like you said, some people are wired differently. So becoming a technical expert may be a a smaller climb for people. And they may need the the, the personal part, maybe really hard or for other people, the personality part, the networking that's easy. Mm-hmm. But the other part is hard, so you need to find find your balance. It's almost the ROI uh, for your time. And then find where you want to be, where you're comfortable. And I think it goes up and down, right? So I would say for me, besides the last two years, I spent a lot of time trying to get up to speed on automation, RPA, and all this other stuff. And I had more technical focus, but now that I've seen all this ai chat gpt bar and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa whoa, people need help on the soft skills so i think mm-hmm. that you can go up and down based on what you need but also look at the roi for yourself and focus on what delivers the roi for you and some things are just harder mm.
0: hardy thank you so much for coming on the show was there anything that we touched on that we didn't give you the opportunity to express fully, or you'd like to add to any things that we've already discussed.
2: No, I, I really appreciate the depth of the conversation the many dimensions of the conversation. I, but I, I just want to stress to people that a lot of people think it's much harder than they think it is, uh, building your professional brand. Uh, I want to also communicate that I'm here to help people just go ahead and reach out to me if you want to learn anything more. Uh, about your professional brand. And I would say with your professional brand, be authentic and leave your ego at home. Great advice. Great advice. Amen.
0: We'll put uh, all the links below. What's the best way to find out more about you or Treasury webinars?
2: I would say the best way is probably just to on LinkedIn. Uh, my name, Ernie Humphrey, just go on LinkedIn and type that in. Hopefully you'll find me. I'm probably second degree connected to most of you, because I've got like 2 million second degree connections. So <laughs> let's, let's make that a first degree connection. As much effort as you put into our relationship, I guarantee you'll get more from me.
0: That's amazing. Bernie. the Y Humphrey, which I like. All right. It's part of your personal brand. It's super <laughs> cool. Ernie, thank you so much. Thanks a lot.